0: Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. All right, I think this is the first episode in August. Holy shit, it is August. Welcome to August. You know what we're gonna do for August? We're gonna go out with a bang or in with a bang, I guess. I don't know. This episode is absolutely incredible. I am so honored to have the one and only Serena Kerrigan or Serena fucking Kerrigan on Seeing Other People and in the Seeing Other People family now. I know that I always talk about how every episode comes back to communication, but I've also been realizing that beyond communication and dating, there's one other huge aspect that really impacts our dating lives. And that is our confidence and the confidence with going on dates or even starting conversations with people and feeling confident after a date that it went well and not second guessing. And so I brought Serena here to talk to us about confidence because if you don't know, Serena is the absolute queen of confidence and if you do know just wait your mind is gonna be blown she has so much insight and amazing advice to give so we're gonna cover confidence on dating apps confidence on dates confidence when it comes to sex and just confidence in your daily life too and I am just gonna get right into it because she is this, this episode is gold it's truly gold so let's 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 bring it in let's bring it into the episode I can't even speak anymore I'm gonna shut up. All right. And we are here with the one, the only SFK, Serena fucking Kerrigan. Welcome to Seeing Other People.
1: Let's fucking go. I'm Let's happy fucking to go.
0: Here. I'm so excited to have you. And I know the seeing other people listeners freaked out when I said that you were coming on. So this is gonna be great. Yay, I'm excited. Yeah. So why don't you start by introducing yourself? I know you're the creator of Let's Fucking Date and now the new card game, Let's Fucking Fuck, which is amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Um, But I think I would love to set the stage with a little bit of background of how you ended up doing what you're doing now. I know you are all about exuding confidence, but you weren't always confident. And that's a huge thing that comes along with dating and that Mm -hmm. seeing other people listeners sometimes struggle with. So I'd love to hear how you ended up getting to the place you are now as uh, as a person, as someone crushing it in her career and all of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, really? Like, I... I never thought I was going to go into the dating space. Like I just, that was never something I, I if you would have told me I would have a dating show during a global pandemic and a, a card game that I sold 20,000 decks of, I would be like, you literally like are confused. <laughs> but now when I think about it and I like, I actually recently, my mom moved and she had all this stuff and you know, her apartment that she gave to me and like, I just have like so many diaries, like so many journal entries talking about boys, talking about who's hooking up, who is kissing each other in middle school or who liked each other. And like, I was always very in in, like just observant um, and also like, Analyzing things from a very, very young age, like very aware of gender roles and you know the double standard that girls would face versus boys, and I just I, none of it's actually surprising at all, right? Like I'm so actually like meant to be in this space, um, and I really you know I started, I was a producer at Refinery Twenty Nine. I did a lot of I I produced so much content for them, and and one of the shows that it was called Taboo. And I really would just interview people about taboo topics. And I realized that nothing's taboo, really. Like everything should be discussed and communicated um, in a healthy way, obviously. But but that people shouldn't feel ashamed about who they are, whether if they had an abortion or they live at home or they pee in the shower or whatever. Like they should feel very um, free and telling and, and removing the, When you talk about yourself and your issues, your insecurities, like you remove shame from it because you realize that other people relate to you. And so that's when I really realized that I had this kind of gift to make people feel confident in sharing their story. And I also was a very insecure young woman and I created this persona for myself that worked that I created Serena if I can care again, where I really would just kind of have this dialogue with myself. And I realized that talking to yourself, like your best friend is the way to become confident because that's what you would, you know, with anyone you love, you just nurture them. You lift them up. You're like, you're a bad bitch, right? Like we do that with everyone in our lives, but ourselves. So kind of meshing those two together, I became the queen of confidence. I just declared that one day. And I was like, my goal is to make women realize that they are the main character of their lives And then, you know, I quit my job in February, 2020. And then I was left in March, you know, alone in my apartment and and also feeling very just kind of questioning my identity in terms of being this empowerment, like this person preaching empowerment and being like, you can be single and happy when I felt very anxious that I was alone. Like, I I think a lot of people felt that way. And I felt very isolated and, and all my friends and their boyfriends were jetting off to the Hamptons at their country houses because they thought it was going to be like, you know, a couple months. And it really kind of kicked into gear that like, how was I going to help solve loneliness in this pandemic? You know, and part of that was this show that I created called Let's Fucking Date. I did 50 men in a year. I'm still single. Um, And from that, you know, I really realized that, like you said, dating has everything to do with yourself. Like you can't date until you've dated yourself and you feel truly like in love with yourself first. If not, you're just going to settle for less than you deserve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love so many different parts of everything you just said. First of all, I, I feel the same way where I never expected to end up in the dating world and and having a podcast about dating. And I always say, if anyone told me that a few years ago, I would laugh so hard because that was like the farthest thing from anything that could have happened. But similarly to you, I, I started to, when I was working at Hinge, I started to talk about my dating experiences, it opened up a little bit about them, even though they were hard to open up about, even though I felt ashamed of some things. And I felt like I was so lonely and had experienced such deep struggles. But what I realized was as I opened up about them, people started coming to me being like, thank you for saying that. Right. I thought I was the only one going through this. And now I feel so much less alone. And so, I mean, I really love everything you're doing. And I think you have helped so many people and you've come such a long way too. And it's amazing to see. Thank and... You. Yeah, I I really I think you, kind of being in that position in the beginning of 2020, like sitting there alone and and like exuding confidence, but then being like, but I don't, I feel anxious. I don't feel amazing. Like I think talking about that and and also realizing that was probably a really eye opening thing for you and for everyone to kind of start that journey with you and now be where we all are now. And I do think the pandemic actually gave people the chance to really sit down and say like who like, do I like my own company? Like, can I actually love myself and, Mm -hmm. and to figure out why or why not? And if not, to kind of take that time to do that. And I think a lot of people really did grow a bit stronger and started to love themselves more through this, like isolation and loneliness. Definitely. Yeah. So a few different aspects I would love to break down about confidence. Um, And I really want this episode to focus on confidence when it comes to dating. So the overarching thing being dating, but confidence when it comes to being on dating apps, and then confidence when it comes to getting out on dates, and then also confidence when it comes to talking about sex and getting into sexual experiences that maybe you're not that comfortable with yet. And um, so I think I'd love to kind of start at the basics with, dating app confidence. And I know some people really struggle with like, when or when not to like make the first move on a dating app or Mm -hmm. um, who they should go out with on a dating app or Mm -hmm. if their profile even is exuding confidence. So I would love some insight from you just on on where to start with dating apps. Like let's say somebody is like getting back on a dating app after a long time of being not out in the game. What would you suggest?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like deleted all my dating apps and re literally recreated them from scratch because my, I created, I started dating apps like years and years ago. And Mm -hmm. so all these matches and it's like weird to, when you match with someone and it fizzles out to go back. And, and I also realized that, you know, the image that I was showing of myself was this very like glam SFK, you know, just bad bitch, which I'm, I'm not, trying to say that I should be anything less than that. But I think that when it comes to dating if you have three seconds to get someone's attention. And so I picked like a very soft iPhone photo. I'm wearing no makeup, smiling, you know, and it's proven like that was my first photo because it's Mm -hmm. like something very approachable. I think that like that comes up a lot. Like how do I get guys to approach me? It's like smile, literally like look welcoming, look nice. Right. And like when I'm like like with like my hair extensions and all this glam in a photo, guys are like, fuck this. I'm not dating. Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think that that's one. It's like, you want to have a really like well lit, just beautiful, soft, nice photo of you. First photo. I'm not really a big fan of group photos. I think like you could do one because mm-hmm. people aren't here to date your friends. So here to date you, if you want to show you have friends, sure. But like, I think that's ridiculous. Like everyone has friends, but whatever. It's fine. I think no sunglasses, um, mm-hmm. no dead animals. um I think it really can show you like in just different like maybe like i won with my mom I've won with two friends and then I have like one of me like dressed up a nice restaurant, one of me kind of like back one of me traveling so it's like to kind of just show like my vibe mm-hmm. but um and I think my prompts are kind of self deprecating I think one of my prompts is about like the fact that I love to dance, another one like on a dance floor very on brand. another one's the fact that like I'm from Argentina it's like something no one would guess about me that my mom is from Argentina and then I speak Spanish fluently. My whole family's from there. And then, honestly, like this is not going to be relatable to a lot of your audience, but you know, the problem I had myself with dating apps after the pandemic was that, like, you know, the first thing you do when you match with someone on dating app is you go to their Instagram. Like, hopefully, mm-hmm. if it's okay. And my Instagram is my job. Right. And my best friends, like, their Instagram isn't their job. Their Instagram is normal Instagram from, like, you know, so. So it's, it's a little unfair that because they're seeing this persona, they're seeing, you know, the girl that is helping and empowering people and having a card game talking about sex and normalizing that that's my work. Mm -hmm. And so the issue that I had was that people would just kind of like see the Instagram be like, this is not, you know, she's, she's loud and I am loud, but I'm, but I'm much more subdued and like with, you know, on a date or with friends or like, that's my, it's literally my job. Right. Yeah. Go. So I like made my first prompt, like, um, like don't judge my Instagram. Oh, sorry. Like it's something like, um, oh God, I can't remember off the top of my head. This is on my hinge. It's something like my Instagram is different than who I really am. Like judge me in real life essentially. Yeah. Which like some people would say like, you're kind of like, adding focus but I'm like but no like I'm just saying like I'm aware I'm aware that this is different than what you got but anyway in terms of confidence on the apps I think like to me I do not I see the people on apps as avatars until I meet them in real life I do not think that they're real I don't overthink it I don't care Mm -hmm. like these people are swiping through so many people. Like until I meet you face to face, like you're not a real person to me. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. I mean that in like a literally nothing matters. Yeah. So like reach out if you want to reach out. Like I typically, I do let the men make the, the first move in terms of asking where to go. If you, But like in terms of a conversation, like I like respond to a prompt, like I don't care. I don't think that that matters at all. I also think the number one thing about dating is like when you go on a date, it's a conversation And you have conversations all the time. So if you can get on a fucking zoom or on a podcast or literally like, like in an Uber, like you can have a conversation. So you can definitely go on a date. And I think the way that I approach dating, it's like, nothing matters. Like you either get a free drink, a free meal, an orgasm, God willing, you know, (laughs) or you never see them again, but you know, you learn something about yourself or you learn how to be a better dater or like you learn about a new restaurant. Like there's literally nothing to lose other than probably getting kidnapped and killed. But like, let's just take that out there for a second. Like there nothing fucking matters. And I think that people put so much weight on a date and I'm like, you don't even know this person, you know what I mean? And so I think it's really about to be like, it is what it is. And also like, I also think nerves is a good thing. It means that you care and like, you want to care about things in your life. So, um, I just like wouldn't take it so seriously, you know, that's really, that's really what I think.
0: I really like that strategy of thinking of like, they're all avatars. They're not people until you meet them. Because I yeah. know sometimes we build up this whole story on our head where like, we're checking no. our first name with their last name before we no. even get on the date. And that builds so much pressure. That makes it seem like this date is life or death when like they might, you, you might not even, even like no them.
1: Oh, wait, yeah. and by the way, this is why in my dating show, my number one rule always was, I never ever want to know who's going to be on the other side of the screen loves was Instagram live dating so I had a producer and I hired them from the jump. I never knew it was always blind why because I do believe you go into a date with all these preconceived notions about who they are you don't fucking know who they are like yeah. literally you don't know who they are at all. like they could say they're from New York City but they're really from New Jersey like you, you just don't know it's not real the internet yeah. is real also texting isn't real why because when a guy texts me you bet your ass he's not texting me he's texting 20 other girls that have screenshotted and what and spread the text and were concocting the perfect answer like a date is the face-to-face, like, nothing else vibe. It's about dialogue. Like, literally, that is what it is. Like, every single person that I know that's in a relationship is, like, it was just, like, time flew by and we didn't even, like, we didn't even realize. Like, I went on a first date recently and um, it took us an hour to order dinner because we never, we never even looked at the menu. Like, yeah. and, I, and I, by the way, no expectations. Like, didn't right. even want to go on the date. Like, almost tried to cancel an hour before. Right. That's how little I like let myself even like, I'm just like, this is not a real human being.
0: Yeah. Were you always like that? Did you always have that mindset or did you used to overthink and you had to like retrain yourself?
1: I just like never been like, I'm just like my personality type. I just don't think works like with the apps. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. good live, like period. Right. Like in every, in my work too, like I'm live on, on the off the cuff person Mm -hmm. when I'm given a chance to second guess myself. That's when I like, like texting guys, like I'm terrible at it because, and I'm very short and like, I'm like, if you want to talk to me, see me in person, because like, I don't like there's the the possibility of answers and the right response and the, the minutes passed by like it's too, texting is a problem. I really think texting is a big problem about dating because ultimately like, like that's not how you fall in love with someone. Like that's not how you get to know someone. You get to know someone by like literally like body language, physical, like words, articulation that is really body, like, like that chemistry that comes from seeing him and by the way that also comes virtually like my dating show like i could you could tell if i had chemistry with someone right off the job yeah. but you wouldn't tell if we had chemistry if we were texting maybe good yeah. banter but banter is bullshit because you don't know who's on the other side of the screen
0: exactly banter doesn't actually say anything about who you are it just says that you can respond with something witty Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different. So a one size fits all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant based diets. And I know, I know it can be hard to commit long term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend NutriFol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factors' meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factors' meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one less thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform, and if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Yeah, I, I do think that that the whole texting chemistry it, thing is a really big problem in today's like dating world because it we put so much weight on it. Like, oh, like, our, is the date going to go well based on how we're texting, or like when they texted you after the date and in between the dates? Like, does that mean that it's going to work out or not? And sometimes, like, totally. you might you might be how you might have the best date ever and then they might be someone who does not text and you might be the biggest texter in the world so you end up thinking oh my god like they're not texting me they hate me the date like sucked in their mind and then you kind of self-sabotage because of or, the story you created in your head that was fake because the date was great
1: and i'm telling you like i went on this really great date and he's an amazing texter and he was texting me like did not care triple quadruple text like great mm-hmm. all the time ask me and i'm not like that like i don't like I'm first of all, I'm so fucking busy and also like I just I, I get I don't I'm it, it just it's not I, I just don't think it's real and mm-hmm. so like my friends were like whoa you're coming off very like uninterested I'm like I'm so interested but like if you want my attention like take me on a fucking date yeah do you
0: ever preface that being like I might not text back but, like I want to see you again or like I'm not a good texter but this was great
1: honestly like I try, I just (laughs) don't realize, like, I think that when I, I think sometimes like less is more, but like, I, I'm I'm telling you, like, you know, I'm having, I'm having this issue. Like it's, it's an issue. Like, I don't know, like, I just, I, I'm very overwhelmed by it. And I, I'm like, fuck this. Like, it's like bottom line if someone wants to see you, they will see you. Like, that's what I've learned. Like, it's just, it's that simple. And like, we create all these excuses and all the, we like spiral and we think, oh my God, we didn't text enough. We didn't do enough. Like the right person, like, doesn't going to give a fuck. Like it's not gonna care like at all. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that I've had to experiences recently. Where like I've gotten I've gotten like straight up ghosted like I've never gotten like really like we had a plan and like texted nothing like ghost 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 right like that that's like that was a first I was like which is crazy that that's still happening insane and then especially because he lives in my neighborhood so I bumped into him like I bumped in. he's walked by me multiple times and I'm like I I just like oh my god I can't and then the second one it's like you know someone who's like super busy. And like they work at a really intense job, so I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then I'm kind of like, well, like I don't know. Like I can't. It's really hard to gauge. And it's like I'm thinking of all the things. Like, well, if I only done this or that, and I'm like, no, fuck this. Like yeah. I can't. Like you can't. And they always come back. They always yeah, they do they always come, come back. back. It's so crazy. They I know. It's like it's such a
0: mind fuck
1: too. No, it's crazy. Because
0: <laughs> it's also like it's a matter of like when are they coming back, and you don't know. No, and the if thing, if- like. You, if only you had that date on the calendar.
1: No, but that's a thing though, right? Like, yeah. and I actually like was talking about this last night. Like, so this weekend I was in the Hamptons and a guy touched pat me on the shoulder and it was a guy I went out on a date with literally three or four years ago. I still was living at home with my mom. And I just like, we went on such an amazing date and it's such a great time. And then he like texted me asking for a second date. I remember it was summer and summer's the worst with dating because people yeah. are always in the Hamptons or around or wherever you're not from New York. They're always somewhere in Nantucket. I don't give a shit, like traveling yeah and so you know it kind of like fizzled out and I let you know I let them leave like if a guy wants to see you, he's gonna want to see you so it's it's a good barometer to see if he does and then I just never heard from him again and like I always kind of in the back of my mind was like damn like was I on a different because I think that the thing is it's like when you think a date goes really well and then it doesn't advance Mm -hmm. the issue is like you begin to spiral because you're like am I like, oh, am I well? Like, am I am, delusional? I, I saying, thought
0: that that went well, but they was, clearly then, didn't. Yeah.
1: And all of a sudden, like, you're questioning your sanity and also like your, like, your ability to, to gauge if a date was good. And it's really a mindfuck because yeah. you're like, wait. So obviously like three years passed by. I literally barely remember this person anymore. But he's asking on the shoulder. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, what happened? And he was like, I got back together with my ex-girlfriend. That's why. And like, I just, like, you know, and then I moved and whatever. And I'm back. And he asked me out. And I literally was, like, flat out, like, no, as soon as you see, it was, like, nice. Hell, yeah. Love that. But, like, and I probably would have. But, like, I just, I really am not interested anymore. Yeah. And But someone said to me, you know, well, you know, if they always come back, then is it worth waiting? And I'm, like, literally. You can't wait. No. You can't wait. Like, no. Because also, like. You know, we always say they always come back. But in the back of my head, I'm like, well, that guy's definitely not going to be coming back. <laughs> but he did. So, but right. Like, no. You know, and like my ex-boyfriend is currently going to probably marry his current girlfriend. and But I'm like, but if they ever get divorced, I bet you he'll come back. Hey, and I, ask, ask. I said, and I'm curious what your opinion is. It's like, what is the reason? And one of my friends said, because of familiarity. Like, I think that especially men, heterosexual men when they break up, like they're much needier than women a lot. So they need that, like they want to go when they break up, they need to go to, you know, someone else with like their mommy or whatever. Yeah. So I think that they go to someone familiar. What are your thoughts?
0: No, I totally agree. And I, I think that it's something like we, like, I think women after a breakup kind of tend to shut down a little more, but guys are like, no, I need to find this from somewhere else that I know I can get it, whether it's that sense of security or just comfort. Exactly, exactly. But for, for women, we're more likely to like, Either want to kind of curl up into a ball and like or or talk about it or talk about it with our friends, but we're not going to go like for the most part. Obviously, everyone's different, but we're not going to go like okay, let's find this person I hooked up with a year and a half ago that like it didn't totally end with, and I could probably like like ping them like what never never.
1: And that's so interesting the difference between men and women and dealing with breakups and and feeling like you know I remember when my ex broke up with me, my first love, like he was like on a rampage because he was in college so I obviously had spies everywhere and I was yep. like I can even like fathom hooking up with someone else no. and he's like fucking everything that has a vagina yep. and I realized it's like but then three months later I'm good and he's a mess and he's a mess yep
0: so it, it and- is weird the timelines are so different in the opposite but in the end we end up being in a better place because we like, took care of our emotions rather than like push, pushing them aside for them to be like hello I'm still here totally yeah
1: just it's difficult when you know i think that that's you know and it really goes back to confidence it's like you know the guy goes to me and then this other guy who i super hit it off with kind of it kind of weirdly something happened i think like this is so tea, like for everyone's life, like like <laughs> ah, it was just too good and then all of a sudden it kind of like it was a little bit of a sudden stop for no reason really like it was all great like we had plans whatever And it's just like, it's so easy, you know, to take it personally. Like, it's just, it's so easy to be like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to find anyone. Like, and even SFK has those moments. Like I did. Like, I remember being like, oh my God, like I'm never going to have a husband. I'm going to have to do in vitro, which like, fuck yeah, that we can even do that. That's incredible. But I was like, I'm definitely going to raise a kid with my mom because she's my best friend. And like, fuck it. You know, like I'm fucked. And then like, like, no, like literally no, you know, but I think like if I'm having that kind of spiral anxiety, I can't even, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I love myself and I am worthy of someone. I will find someone like I, I can only imagine like how the first thought is just immediately like you did something wrong. You're not good enough when really, truly, usually maybe they didn't like you that much, but like, if you know, the date was so fucking good and amazing and that like everything was great. I think there's usually always an ex involved or something. I just always think there's an ex involved.
0: I agree, and and Jonah, who used to co-host the show, um, yeah. shout yeah, out Jonah.
1: We, yes, yes,
0: uh, shout out Jonah. We miss you, but Jonah always would say that there's always an ex involved if someone just disappears, like every time without but fail. I don't
1: fuck with any of my exes. Is that a female <laughs> thing, or is that like what is that? I, mean, I don't just know. Thing. Like I don't. I, there's no ex of in mine involved. Like, curious. <laughs> uh,
0: but but could it be like an ex thing and not like? I mean, we all yeah. have a million exes who we didn't actually date. You know so many. Yeah. One, one thing I want to bring up to you, cause similar to what we were just talking about, and I wasn't planning on talking about this, but, um, and I actually haven't even told it, people really this, but, um, about a month ago I saw something happen that made me say like, wow, like what's wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? And I'm in like a great relationship now with somebody who I met in the beginning of this year. And I'm like so confident in our relationship and I'm so happy. And it's like a really healthy relationship, which is also a new Congrats, thing for me thank you huge accomplishment <laughs> never thought i'd get there but mm. i ha- i saw on instagram my ex posted out of nowhere in june happy one year to this girl, love you. And I was like, what the fuck? This kid yeah. has not posted a single thing with the girl in the past year. And less than a year a half ago, and a half ago, he was telling me that he still couldn't be in a relationship. And if he was going to be in a relationship with anyone, it would be me. Uh-huh. And now, clearly, this started a few months after he said that to me. And it just felt like the biggest punch in the gut and mm-hmm. like slap in the face where it's like, he for so long said like, he couldn't, he didn't have time for a relationship because of work and all of these things. And I mean, I felt really guilty for like being upset about seeing this because everything, like I'm so happy with yeah. my boyfriend That's now. Okay. They
1: but can exist. They can yeah.
0: coexist. But it's just like, it made me, it it really made me feel terrible about myself where it's like, okay, well, he can love this girl and be in a relationship with this girl. And I mean, it was also just shocking because I didn't think he was dating anyone. And then suddenly it's like happy yeah. one year, but how do like, how do we not take that personally? Because,
1: because well, this is why, because, and this is fundamentally what it comes down to because he didn't like you that much. Like you just didn't, like, that's what it is. But mm. that doesn't mean you're not likable. Those are two no. very different things. And for example, on my show, I never ended up with someone. And that was my choice. Mm-hmm. I specifically, season one ended, I picked myself as the winner. Season two ended, I picked myself as the winner. Season three ended, the audience picked a winner, and then I broke up with him. So, <laughs> and this is why, because, and by the way, was a single guy on the show, There's maybe two, two out of the 50 guys that were actually pricks and like shouldn't be dating anyone. Yeah, 48 of them, amazing guys, incredible guys that I'm friends with so many of them, literally had like, had like literally hung out with them, gone out with them, like text them all the time like literally incredible guys, but they just weren't for me. Right. So that's really, that's what it is. Think about all the people that you have gone on dates with that were great, just not yeah. your type or yeah. not for you. And I, it's a much more difficult when it's someone you've had history with, but that's why it is so fucking important to develop this confidence, to become your best friend and your biggest ally. Because if your best friend walked in the room, you know, and said, I'm so upset, like he was willing to be in a relationship with her and not me, what would you say to her? That's what you have to say to yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I think like, we're so afraid of not being liked, but then like, how many people do you not like? So many. Right.
0: right. It's that, not, yeah. it's
1: like, you just don't really fuck with them now. It's okay. You don't want to like hang out with them at, you know, like for four hours. It's fine. So I think that that's really like how you have to see it. And ultimately like you are going to find a fuck yes, you yeah. know? And, and the whole thing about the work thing is like something that I grappled with, like, because I'm also super busy. So I respect a hustle. I respect ambition and like, I respect people in really tough jobs that like are willing to make sacrifices. But then there's this line where I'm like, well, is this the job or is this an excuse? And Mm -hmm. I have a very difficult time discerning between the two. And I've dated
0: a lot of people who work in in the entertainment industry, specifically in the music industry. And they all seem to have this idea of like, they can't be in a relationship until they are like at the peak in their career. And like, I don't know. I just always think of it as like, you can have both. Why not have somebody support you through it?
1: So this is the thing. Um, my psychiatrist told me this when I was in, in high school, which is random. Cause I literally was <laughs> jobless, but he said to me, he said, you cannot begin a relationship with someone until both of you are settled in your careers. And I think that, um, I think that, so I like, you know, find that interesting because it's like, well, what does settled mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think for some like settled might mean like you, you know, you're in a job that you like, okay. It's not the peak, but like you're, you feel good. Like you're on your way maybe for others, especially men who so much of their career is tied to their masculinity and their sense of self and their identity. And if they're manly enough or whatever might need to feel more, you know, and then this is another issue that I have dating where it's like, I have a business, like I have a team, like I built it in a year. Like I have a successful product. Like I'm on television. Like I have, I'm, I'm killing it. And I know I am because that's all I've ever wanted in my life was to literally crush my career. And this has been years in the making, but like for someone my age, who might be an associate or an analyst or whatever the fuck you know it's mm-hmm. it, it might actually be more of a problem than i realize. because yeah. i don't care but like you know so everyone's like data older serena like today my pilates instructor was like you should just date like you should become a stepmom like a little bit like meredith <laughs> from parent trap energy yeah hey it could work you never know you never know but i think that know. The whole concept. And I believe, and I, you're right, like Barack Obama and Michelle, like they both have careers. They both support each other through it. But I wonder if like, you know, you really need to feel like you're, you have momentum. Yep.
0: And yeah, I think you have that, to feel you know, like proud of where you are and, and like you're on the track. Guys at tracks.
1: 27, at least I don't think are feeling that way yet. I think, yeah. you know, m- most people in their twenties aren't, I think it's really their thirties. That's why everyone says dating, like start really getting serious in your thirties.
0: Yeah, I do keep hearing now more than ever that like your 30s are the new 20s. 100%. Which I, I feel like, I think, I mean, I'm 26. I feel like I if anyone, if I'd heard that a few years ago when I was in my early 20s, I'm, I'd be like, oh, they're just making that up. Like they're just trying to like make themselves feel better, people in their 30s. But like, no, I really do think like, especially the world we're in now, like people are really taking the time to figure out who they are as they get older and what they want. I thinking, and I think that's an yeah. amazing thing.
1: I mean, life is short. You have one life, like you are you know, if you were someone who's looking to get married, you will be virtually in a relationship for the later half of your life. So right. your 20s are your only time to discover who you truly are, If you, especially if you're having planning on having children. And yeah. that's why, like, when I grapple, like, I, that's the thing that I have. It's like, I know, like, I'm so fine the fact that I'm being single at 27 and I literally have no regrets, period. Mm-hmm. And I literally would like to actually explore the next three years until my 30s being single. But, like the societal pressure telling me like, no, like, you know, that's people are getting married. Like you should be, you know, that's the problem. But like, but like, I will get married and I will get everything that I want. But I think that this time of self-exploration is, is unbelievably so special Mm -hmm. and you'll never get back. And you want to just like really figure out who you are and build that confidence within yourself first.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, okay, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because a lot of people reached out with this question is how do you suggest people go about getting back out there after having their heart broken? Because when you start dating again after a breakup or or some type of like traumatic experience, like your confidence is ultimately at an all-time low. And so what advice would you have for anyone who feels like nobody's gonna like them or who feels like even just just going on the date is like such a a mountain to climb, you know?
1: I mean, ultimately, like, are you really going to let one experience or one person define the rest of your life? Like, because Mm -hmm. one person broke your heart. Now everyone's going to break your heart. Like one person was rude to you on the subway. So now everyone is rude. Like bullshit. Like, yes, that was shitty, but I ultimately believe. And I like, I was absolutely devastatingly heartbroken when I, when I was broken up with, um, my first year in New York. Freshman year in New York when I graduated college. And it was my first love, and it was a horrible breakup. Like, I got dumped at a wedding. It was like, Claire, it wasn't my Ooh. wedding thing. But anyway, I'm like, could not have been more. I cannot. I would literally like kiss him, not in a non sexual romantic Like, for way,
0: breaking up with you. Yeah.
1: Kidding. Because that's when I got get like literally got my career. Like I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like I want to, like, I got my, like, I fucking looked amazing revenge body. Let's fucking go. I had the best time with my friends in New York city. Instead of being weighed down by a kid who was still in college. Like, that was the biggest blessing in my life. And I do believe you have to just keep telling yourself rejection is redirection. And it's with everything too. Like I, you know, recently pitched a project and I was super excited. It took a year to develop. And I got news literally today that like It isn't moving forward at this time. And I think that any, the young Serena would have been sobbing. This was my one chance, but I'm like, no problem. That means something else is going to be so much fucking better. Once I got interviewed by the New York times and it was the best interview of my life. It was during COVID about my show and you know, shit just hit the fan and, and they killed the article. And instead of crying about it being like, this is my one opportunity. I just go, okay, I guess next time I'm going to be on the front fucking page cover, full blown photo of me going to be an even better article. And, and what that did too, by the way, not getting that article was made me, and I'm just using this as an analogy, but it really works with everything. It's like made me go after Forbes, NBC, like today, post, Vogue, like, and, but see if I got the New York times, which is my dream, would I've tried for all those other publications, probably not.
0: Right. And would it have felt good when you got all those other ones? Probably (laughs) not not as good, good, you know? Yeah. I would have been like, "Eh."
1: there you go. So that's the same thing with a breakup with dating. It's like, you have to believe, and this is why it always comes back to what you deserve and what you believe you deserve. If your best, you have to talk to yourself like your best friend in the mirror when you're feeling that low and being like, you know, Tom broke up with me. Like no one, no one's going to love me. Blah. Well, like, what if like your best friend said that? Would you, you look at her and be like, you're fucking insane. Like, of course, someone's going to love you. That same, literally that same conversation, you have to yeah. regurgitate it and say it to yourself in the mirror. And I don't give a shit if you think it's weird. It's, a lot of things that we do are weird. Okay. We live in a patriarchal society. Every single work- thing
0: that we do is fucking weird. We because just have to do it.
1: They were decided by white men. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that wasn't, this was decided by women. Okay. Speaking yourself in the mirror, you've got to do it. you got to normalize it. It's free. It's painless, but it will change your entire sup- like self. Okay. So that's one. And then, you know, in terms of like, just, you got to bite the bullet. Like there's a lot of things that you've done that you don't like doing. I didn't like taking SATs. I didn't like getting pap smear. Like there's just things I didn't like doing in my life, but I did them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you will do, you got it. You just got to get it over with. And I also believe that when it rains, it pours. Like, I think like I've noticed that like when I get one date, all of a sudden I have 10 more dates lined up. Like you're putting out that energy into the universe that you're accepting and like receiving that like abundance. And I know that sounds like hocus pocus, but it's so fucking true. Like when I like been like fixated on one guy, then all of a sudden like there's no dates and the guy shrivels up and disappears And I'm like, what the fuck? But then when I started saying yes and accepting and opening and inviting, that's when I'm kind of on a high. And then that's when you find success. You just have to keep dating. I dated 50 men in 2020. Okay. So, you know, you got to just keep going. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's really about looking at experiences as a positive. Okay. This relationship didn't work out. It wasn't a fuck. Yes. I deserve only a fuck. Yes. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want me. So Mm -hmm. now it's like great, exciting chapter to find out what else is out there. And there's literally now for women, no time limit. You freeze your fucking eggs. And like, if you could, you know, obviously, like, I know it's expensive, but I think like, that was the thing that would weigh on women. Like, and and also felt we couldn't work yeah, we yeah, really yep. to get married, to have a life. You know, now we get to work and we get to like, and make our own money. And so it's like, if dating isn't for you right now in this very moment, then focus at your career because men come and go, but that your career is yours and no one can take that away from you.
0: Yeah. 100%. And I think, what you said about like going on going on the date and then more will come. It's like, just get yourself on that one date. Like one the date. one date is that hump that you need to get over to then be like, Literally. oh, that was fine. Like that was no that's big it. deal. And, and that's
1: with everything in your life. Like yeah. the, my dating show or your podcast, it just took that one episode. And then once you yeah. started, you're good. Right? Yeah, exactly. Even
0: when when Jonah and I went our separate ways and, and he went to focus on, the other stuff going on in this career. I was terrified to do this on my own. And You're what I did, it. what I did, thank you. I booked five episode recordings in one week. Cause I was like, I just need to do it so I can show myself that I can do it. And I had the best fucking time. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I so can do this. I got this. And I was really nervous, but you just like, yeah, like you said, like everything in life, you got to throw yourself into it. All right. Let's talk about confidence when it comes to sex, which is something that a lot of people don't have. I mean, I know I was even talking to a friend recently where we were saying uh, how it takes us a little bit longer to feel like comfortable with people. And like, we really have to feel comfortable with someone before having sex with them. And she brought up like, even for her, it was more that like, she's not confident about her body. So like, why would she ever want to take her clothes off in front of somebody if she's not happy with herself? And I think like, that's just one example, but I think there are so many different, examples of things that kind of shatter our confidence when it comes to sex and whether it's inexperience or bad experiences, or just being afraid to talk about what we want and what we like. Um, obviously you just released let's fucking fuck the card game, which I think is an amazing tool to talk about sex. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll let you speak more to that, but what do you think, like, where can people start in terms of becoming more confident and comfortable it's with all sex? about,
1: it's all about, talking yourself in the mirror, y'all get naked from your mirror. Like I would, I literally would get naked in high school. I'd put on Beyonce lip gloss, dance. Like, you know, if you don't love your body, if you don't think that you're hot, why would I think you're hot? You're the mm-hmm. fucking baseline. So yeah, you're right. It's like, you're not going to look hot. Being hot, being attractive is literally thinking you're attractive. And if you don't think you're attractive, I just told you how to fucking start thinking it, which is telling yourself that you are like your best friend and the thing about the mirror that's important is because I think a lot of people are like, well, when I say things to myself, I don't believe it. Well, I'm like, well, why don't you look at the person's reflection as someone that isn't you? That's how you do it. You're, you don't, that's not you. That's your best friend. But guess what? It is you. <laughs> that's step one. Step two, it's like, I get a lot of questions about the sex thing. I don't know. I've been very sexual since I was a little girl. Like I've just like, I'm very out here trying to normalize sex. Like that is just something like we live in a very puritanical country that makes women feel ashamed. And like, I'm not, that's, that narrative has ended for me. And so Mm -hmm. I'm very much on pioneering, like, you know, you can be a successful well-rounded woman with a great education and career and love to fuck and talk about fucking, sorry. Like that's literally the only reason we are here on this planet is to reproduce. So for the record, I think in terms of like, you know, like that it it starts with yourself. I also think that like having an orgasm is about you. Like if you cannot make yourself come on your own, It is not on your partner to make you come. You have to know what you like. Like, I don't like, I like being on top. I have to be on top, Mm -hmm. like on my career, on my everything, (laughs) on a dick, like everything, right? So like, that's like, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't explored my sexuality and what I like. And I think that there's that kind of weird thing with like, oh, well, you know, and it's not to say that like, you know, whoever you're having sex with should care about, you know, you finishing and you, your pleasure. And, but also saying like, speaking up, yeah. Because this is the thing. It's like in life, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You say, Hey, like, I really like this. And he's like, no. Well, it's like, then get the fuck out of my bedroom. Like sex is about two people. And yeah. I think that we've been marketed in every fucking TV show that we've ever watched. that it's about the man coming, but it's not, it's, it's a two, it's a two way street. And so I think it's about communication. Everything comes down to communication, everything, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with others, relationship, like every, every problem that arises in my life, it's because we didn't talk about it. It's not because when we talked about it, we didn't like what each other was saying. It was about, we didn't have that conversation. And that was like a mind blowing moment for me, everything like ghosting or, or if there's an issue at work, it's always because people weren't transparent and then they felt resentment or they just, they ghost, they can't even deal with the conversation because they're too uncomfortable. But nine times out of 10, the person's going to be super understanding and they're going to want to pleasure you. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I just think like, it's really about the relationship with yourself, you've got to masturbate, you gotta do it, y'all,
0: yeah, figure yeah. out what you like and then figure Mass. out how to figure out how to tell someone. yeah, I mean, I've said it, it on yeah. every single episode comes back to communication. every single it's topic we've long, covered on this podcast, right. on any other podcast, it's like it is all about communication in order yeah. to have. To, to what you want to achieve will be achieved if you learn to communicate and communicate like honestly and openly. And yeah, like at, no one's going to be like, no, I don't like what you said. Like everyone, we're all humans. We're all trying to figure it out and be happy and like find love, succeed, whatever we're looking for. And we're all going to be empathetic to that. And right, I think but anytime, also like, you like, some know,
1: people might not be, and that's okay. And then you and move then on. you know you're not that person. Then you know right? they're
0: not their, your person. Exactly. Yeah, like some
1: people might like you might like ask someone like. You know, do you see this going somewhere? And they say, no, that's okay. But Wouldn't you rather know? Like, the thing that I hate the most about dating that I've been struggling with is the in limbo. Mm
0: -hmm. Is the
1: not knowing, you know, like, not like if it's going to be in a relationship, but like, is there going to be another date? Is this going well? Like, I can't tell. Like, is he, he's not texting, but like he was, like, I can't fucking deal with it. I hate it. I hate it. It's so, there's there's no
0: worse feeling like that's, that's where my, all of my anxiety stems from is not I knowing every, what's going on in my daily life.
1: Everyone. It's just like, yeah. like you, it's like, I'd rather you fuck me and fuck me over than like dislike. Well, he's being nice today, but then he's not talking to me. Blah, blah. Oh my God. I can't deal with it. So, right. so, so much. But I really do think that like silence is a message. Like, yeah. and that's why when girls are like, should I text him first? I'm like, of course you can text him first. I'm all for matching someone's energy. If he's texting you every day, then go for it. But like when I'm unsure, that's when I stop because then I'm like, we'll see. Like if I stop reaching right. out, will he stop?
0: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I feel that. All right. Um, and for everyone, let's definitely like could not recommend let's fucking fuck more. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think. Yeah. You're yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. talk. Please yeah. talk about it. Um, tell everyone yeah. what it's about. I know I posted on the seeing other people's story about it, but
1: from, yeah, from no, the I creator mean- herself. Yeah, I mean listen, like I I created the Let's Fucking Date game during the pandemic because I just was like, I was it was really because I was just going on so many dates and I like before each episode I would just pre-write some fun questions because I was like, oh my God, I can't ask, I can't play like Jewish geography again. Like I can't yeah. like, you know. So um I just really compiled a list and then we were like, what if we, you know, let you know, and then virtual dating was a thing. So I'd be like, would it be fun to make spicing that up? And then really like, you know, when COVID seemed to be going towards downwards, you know, I felt, and things were opening up then I thought, like how epic would it be to create something that would like, you know, inspire intimacy and confidence in the bedroom and just be really about that physical connection. And people have really liked it so far. So you guys should definitely get it.
0: It's great. love it. I'll plug, um, a a link to swipe up to in, in the stories and in the show notes. So definitely check that out. Yes. One thing that I think comes hand in hand with confidence is happiness, because if you feel confident about yourself and what you're doing, you're naturally more likely to feel happy. I don't know that that's scientific, but I can only imagine that it does correlate. And if you need a little bit of help with your confidence, one thing that you could definitely try is taking a Mindset on a CBD Happy Gummy. They taste amazing. They're really pretty. They're like a nice, fun yellow color, which gets you in the mindset already, mindset, huh? To be happy. They taste great. Like I said, they are gluten-free, non-GMO, vegan, organic, and you can also get 10% off and free shipping if you use the code seeing other people at checkout. For real though, I think that being happy is such a key in being confident. And if you can take a little gummy to be happy, why wouldn't you? Check them out, try them, let me know what you think. Okay, so one of my favorite things that I see, obviously your socials absolutely crush it, but I love on the Let's Fucking Date Instagram, that's at Let's Fucking Date, I love the fucks first sucks game. So I came up with a few scenarios that I thought we could go through together and play. So I will hit you with the situations and then you can tell me fucks or sucks and why. Great. All right, they double text you. Fucks. They ask you to be exclusive on the third date. Sucks too soon
1: way too soon <laughs> someone by the third date I know Is um what
0: you think? no I totally agree way Perfect. too soon absolutely they text you right after the date saying they had a good time
1: sure yeah that fucks I, I wouldn't do it but yeah
0: why the sure why the hesitation there no no I, I wouldn't do it
1: but they can do it to me I wouldn't do it to them yeah fair um the
0: girl texts the guy first depends fair they follow you on social media before the date
1: sucks so hard <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah my my boyfriend did that and I was like what why like I don't no, know I want to and the guy
1: goes so what do you do and I was like I'm in love <laughs> right okay thank you how refreshing
0: is that I mean I, I relate lying, to you but, but it was cute like yeah. played part. I yeah. relate to you on that I mean I'm sure you're the same like I I've had people like listen to every single episode of the podcast before going on a date with me and it's like they know every single thing about me and I know nothing about them and it's just like so uncomfortable um but at least I guess they like what they heard enough to go on the date There
1: you go. <laughs> they
0: ask you out by sliding into your dms
1: but also I just want to say they aren't listing your episodes like you know what I mean like I thought that every guy was like watching let's fucking date like they're fucking right. not you know what I mean yeah, 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 what was the question uh they ask you out by
0: sliding into your dms
1: eh. yeah yeah uh sucks i'd rather like yeah i'd rather really be to a mutual from a mutual there is I something a little that. about it
0: uh they get je- jealous very easily
1: socks they, they make sig-
0: significantly less money than you
1: um sucks i'm have expensive tastes. so
0: <laughs> there you go they forget your name on the first date I mean, but they own up to it
1: I'm serious <laughs> how could you forget my name (laughs) okay no no
0: one's gonna forget your name but (laughs) I don't know I I have heard from people who say like someone literally called them the wrong name was like oh my god and like actually owned up to it and was able to bounce If it's like a
1: blip sure but are they still dating probably not no they ask you for your snapchat I don't even like have no It yeah
0: that That is a PSA to everyone. Do not ask for somebody's Snapchat if they're, you're trying to date That's them. That's not like
1: a good thing unless you're Gen yeah. Z and you're like 12 years old now.
0: Yes. Um, okay. And then I have a few questions from the listeners that I would love to ask. We can kind of spitfire them, um, yeah. go a little quick, but yeah. So how do you know it's a good time to take a break from dating apps after a cold streak? Um, just
1: listen to your intuition. Yeah. And also, like, ask your friends to set you up on dates. Like, someone always has someone.
0: 100%. And if you're asking that question, I think that's if your asking sign. If you're you know, you know. The answer,
1: and that's to everything, literally in life. Yep. What
0: is something that you're afraid to tell someone about yourself on the first few dates?
1: Um, just, I'm very careful about, about... <laughs> Just it's, it's hard it's a big persona I really don't I really wish they wouldn't follow me on social media that's like my major thing but of course when you tell them like don't follow me they do so, they're
0: gonna yeah it's like you can't tell someone not what not to do then they're gonna want to I mean, do it like so you much just, more like, it's
1: just like it's so, it makes it more intriguing but it's really tough because it's like I'm very sex positive in my content but like I'm not like I'm I'm just like that's just a, it's my job man right. so that, that's kind of what it is
0: yeah um, what is a goal you have and how do you go about reaching new goals?
1: A goal I have is to have my own television show. How do I go about it? I just keep creating, writing, pitching, drilling. It's all about oh, yeah. who does the work. That's what success is. It's not talent. It's who does the fucking work.
0: Yeah. And I love that because you really have done the work to get to where you are. Like nobody handed it to you. Anything. Um, do you guys ever get turned off by your confidence?
1: Yeah, but I don't care. That means they're insecure. I'm like, that's so lame. We yeah, never... if they're going to be turned off. Bye. Yeah,
0: bye. Um, how obvious is it when a guy is really into you? I feel like I'm not always sure.
1: I think you will be sure. If he wanted to, he would. Like, you just know, like, they triple text you. They want to see you, they want to make a plan. It's just like, it's so black and white. And it's so fucking annoying when you start to realize that. Yeah, they, they're not doing it that's when you know but it's yeah. you just have to be honest with yeah
0: I think that's true I think the more dating experiences that I've had the more I've realized like if I'm unsure it's not going to work out
1: it's just or for right now like maybe they yeah. want to relax but like it's like it's not if it's a it has to be a fuck yes or a no that's yeah. it if it's not a fuck yes it's no done next move on
0: absolutely uh, next question. Is it mundane slash boring to text somebody about how their day
1: is going a lot? Yeah, I only, I talk, I, I really think when it comes to texting someone that you like, it's about intention. So like I texted this guy that I was seeing, we, like we had dinner together and I didn't have a blunder and it was like a whole debacle. So I got a blunder and like that felt like there was an intention there to share this inside joke that we had and that I mm-hmm. thought he was like, that thought, thought it was endearing and funny. And so it was a great back and forth, but I'm never one to text to text like I have to there has to be an intention behind that text always yeah.
0: I, I think I agree with that especially early on
1: yeah you're busy uh,
0: yeah 100 this is a great question if, especially for you I think you'll have a really good answer to this how do you go about being brave making life choices without a partner support
1: you are your own partner bitch you okay. are you were born into this world alone and by the way like we do not celebrate our friendships at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like we do anniversaries and engagement parties and weddings and baby showers, but we never have these parties and festivities and like love for our friends. And like, I've gotten to where I am today because of my friends. Like my roommate during the pandemic literally left me in the apartment so I could do my show and run my card game business. And then when the pandemic was slowly over, she would leave every Wednesday in an Uber uptown to her parents' house and sleep there so I could do my show alone in our apartment. That is a level of like, fuck a partner. Like that is like that kind of support. And the fact that she believed in me enough that she would sacrifice that all and, you know, pay for all those Ubers. (laughs) That to me is even, you know, more special. I just, I don't know, like my parents got divorced when I was very young and they're really good friends, but neither of them ever got remarried. So I just never like had that view that you need someone else to complete you. I very much grew up with the mentality of like, the only person that will make you happy is yourself. And everything else is an additive. Everything else is a bonus. But like, until you see it like that, you will never be happy because you'll constantly be needing the validation of other people. And then you're fine. Yeah.
0: And I, I really appreciate the, the friendship thing that you brought in. I know one of my best friends and I the way we met was like crazy, but we for years have always said like, if we don't ever meet a guy and and fall in love and like create a life with them, like it might be because like she and I were meant to be soulmates and in each other's lives as friends. And like, that's at the end of the day, like that's okay because we have each other.
1: Yeah. My friends are my everything. Like everything. Like fuck guys. Guys are so stupid anyway. So, All
0: right. Before I let you go, one thing I love to ask the guests on Seeing Other People is what do you wish that guys or people knew about dating in general.
1: And it's all about the self. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you cannot. And I've said this, but it's like, I didn't know that, you know, but I didn't realize that it's so intrinsically tied to like your own self image. And like, you know, there was a lot of like, I made that video that went viral. If it's not a fuck yes, it's no after like literally a year of being completely strung along by my quote, best friend who like, would say things to me like, I can't date you. I can't take it a step further because you're too important to me. Like I would, like, you know, I would die without you. Like you're the most important person in my life. Like such a mind fuck, but like would do all this other shit to like show, like be romantic. And like, I, anyway, but really it's like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Like it's so black and white. And if you are asking the question, you know, the answer. And if you, I think the problem is it's like, people are so afraid of not being liked because they don't like themselves. So it confirms this this belief that they already have about themselves. Oh, he doesn't like me. Of course he doesn't like me because like I'm never gonna end up with someone instead of just being like, he doesn't like me, but a lot of other people do. So we're moving on, you know, we're moving on to someone that can actually give me that commitment. I think that's super important. But again, it's about you and the way that you view yourself. So talk to yourself in the fucking mirror, please.
0: Please and thank you. Hell yeah, beautiful way to go out. Where can everyone find you? And is there anything that you're working on that you want people to know about?
1: Street Kerrigan everywhere, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and let's fucking date and buy the card games are selling out and I'm working on a new card game. So we'll see.
0: Oh my God. I can't wait. I cannot wait for it. Well, thank you so, so much for being here to everyone who tuned in. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me.